Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Vlogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. of reining in your goal-setting expectations because I think that what happens to a lot of people is, especially around the first of the year or when you're starting a new quarter of your business, like you just get these really high expectations. It's exciting. It's a new start. And a lot of us may be overachievers or whatever it may be, but we set these really big goals and we're like trying to take a stance in our life that this is going to be it. This is going to be, you know, the year that we make this happen or whatever it may be. And I want to be able to help you guys from the onset, be able to rein in your goal setting expectations because um, I feel like the speed bumps that we often run into with our blogging journeys is when we don't meet the goals that we set for ourselves. We feel like failures, it kind of screws up our momentum, things like that. So I would encourage you guys, you know, get out a pen and paper or take notes on your phone, whatever it may be. Um, For this episode, just to kind of help you think through stuff in a more realistic way. So I'm going to start by encouraging you guys to get into some big picture thinking. I think some people are often so focused on like the here and now um, and, you know, the concept of doing the next best thing that they, they don't really know how to map that out because they never really look ahead. For some people, when they start thinking about, like, where am I going with this? Like, what is the reason that I'm doing this? I think sometimes people say, well, the reason I'm doing this is I want my husband to quit his job. I want to quit my job. I want to retire or I'm already retired. I need, you know, I want to create sources of passive income. There's all these different reasons that people give me when I say, like, where are you headed? But when I ask this question, I'm really meaning, like, where is your website headed? Like, where do you want to see your website in five years? Um, what are you building? It's not really about the, uh, the question of like, how is your life going to change? That's an important question. And the reason behind like your why behind what you're doing. But what I'm asking you to do is to look at your future, like version of your business. So if you were starting, let's say you were starting a brick and mortar business. Um, and let's say you had like a boutique or something along those lines. If I asked you that question, you might say, well, in five years, I really want to have you know, I want to be known in town as like the best place to get specialty clothing for women of all sizes, or maybe you, maybe you specialize in plus sizes, um, or you just have a good balance of both. And I want to have this store that's really able to, um, you know, create this environment people love to be in. And it's, you know, the nicest shop in town, whatever. But in five years, you kind of have this vision for what you want to build, like what you're working towards. And so you may not be out of the gate able to do that, obviously, right? Because you're gonna have to build um, some like note and trust with the community and things like that. But the same kind of concept goes with your online business. And I want to challenge you to think about your business in the future. Like what is your business going to look like in five years from now? For some people, they're building a personal brand. And so they're hoping that one day they'll be standing on stages, speaking to large audiences, that they'll have books published. I mean, that's one route, but I know that some of you guys are introverts and that's not really your goal. Your goal is actually to be able to stay at home with your kids. Um, 
And so for you, you're just wanting to be able to build like a really authoritative, um, profitable blog on a topic that you feel really passionate about or topics that you feel passionate about. So you really have no aspirations whatsoever of ever being on a stage or even doing a Facebook live or showing your face for the most part. Um, but what you are building is just like a really authoritative website. Uh, some of you guys are trying to build authoritative, like online coaching type businesses, whether that's fitness or nutrition or life coaching, or whatever. And so ultimately, like you want to be able to have a full, um, you know, a full docket, I guess, or a full schedule of client meetings and things like that, because that's what you really, really enjoy doing. And so that's what I'm asking you to do is like, think about what's kind of the ideal outcome of what you're working on today. Because the truth is, I'm going to be honest with you, this may change, but I still want you to do it. Like, I feel like vision casting is important because it's just like everything else. Like if you started out on a trip, not knowing where you're going, you're not really clear when you arrive there. <laughs> like you're just kind of like wandering, which is fine. But in business, we don't want to wander. We want to head towards um, a particular point. So just know that like that future vision that you have for what you're working on can change and most likely will change, but it's still important to have a focal point for the now. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is once you kind of have that big picture thinking in your head, that's, you know, really like, what am I building? Like, what's the point of all the work that I'm doing? What is this business that I'm trying to create online? And what does that look like down the road? I want you to think about this year that we're in the next 12 months, whatever part of the year we're in, um, when you're listening to this. And I want you to think about the seasons in the year that are highs and lows for your business. So if you're fairly new, you may not really know that necessarily. Um, that may be something that you learn over time. Uh, but for some of you guys, you may know. So if you have a more seasonal blog, so let's say that you focus a lot on needlework, well, needlework tends to peak in the winter months when people are inside working with, you know, they want to be near wool <laughs> fabrics um, versus like the heat of the summer when people may not feel so, you know, comfy cozy <laughs> with their wool uh, projects, things like that they're working on. So depending on what your niche is that you're writing about, you may have high and low seasons. Um, and being able to either predict those or know those based on experience is important. And so you want to kind of put that out in front of yourself. So when you're trying to set realistic expectations, you can start to think about, well, I know what to expect in this month because everything goes down for me. And I'm not going to allow that to frustrate me or throw me off. It's just me getting scrappy during that season or me preparing for my high season during my low season, if that makes sense. So when you're setting your goal expectations for yourself, just remember to work in an expectation for highs and lows. Don't forget that those exist. Don't forget that they're coming for you. They will happen. And if you have a mental note of them, they can help you set the right goals during those particular seasons of your journey. <clears throat> I'd also like for you to think like, what things would you actually like to accomplish this year? So write those things down, think about those things. But again, you know, if you want to dream big right now, you can, but my goal throughout this podcast is to help you bring those expectations back down to reality. So the next part of that process is writing down what things you would have to, that would have to take place for the goals that you have written down to become a reality. So if you've written down your goals for a year in advance from wherever we are right now, you need to take each one of those goals and you need to write beneath that goal <clears throat> what would have to take place for that goal to happen. 
And I always encourage you guys to write goals that you can actually manipulate. So, you know, goals that you're able to do some action to move the ball in that direction. So write down what things it would take for that goal to actually become a reality. Because if you start writing those things down, it can help you reassess whether or not that goal is the right goal uh, or if that goal is really a reality for you at this point or if you need to adjust that goal down. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. A good example would be... um, Okay, so let's say you say to yourself, I really, really want to be able to get to, you know, 30,000 page views this year. And right now, you know, you're at about 10,000 page views. So my question would be, what actions could you take this year that would move you in the direction of 30,000 page views a month? Well, you would want to pin really consistently. You would want to put out new content and pin that new content consistently You may want to put out new pins um, for old content to be able to kind of keep generating traffic and mixing up your Pinterest, you know, your Pinterest um, scheduling and things like that with new images. And uh, you may want to work on SEO a little bit this year. So those are all things like if you say I want to get to a certain page view amount, what you're really saying is I need to increase my traffic. And then you're pulling back and saying, okay, so what actions do I have to take to increase my traffic? If you tell me you want to make a certain income amount this year, I need you to break down all of your sources of income that you have now. Like what's the average amount of money that you make with those different sources of income. And then talk to yourself about like what would you need to do in those particular areas to either increase that income or create new sources of income. And those are the ways that you kind of start to really put your goals into real life perspective instead of sort of throwing out these goals and then haphazardly trying to make them happen You come face-to-face with the reality of what it will actually take to make those goals happen. So once you've kind of written down the things that you like to take place for the year and you've kind of written down what you know it would take for those things to be a reality, I want you to pull back one more time and bring it into this quarter that we're in or the next 12 weeks that we're in and really think about making a plan for how to pick and choose which of those things are a priority And what you could actually do in the next quarter to move the ball in the direction of those goals, right? And remember, you want to keep in mind where you're at, what season of your blog is in the quarter ahead, right? So if this is your low season, you know what to expect. Maybe it helps you prep for your high season. So just keep that in mind. Like don't don't in your low season set these like crazy amazing goals that you know you can't reach because in reality, like right now you're in the dip of your normal blogging year or your business year. Um, These are all really important things that really help you rein in your goals and the expectations for yourself and help you be more successful because you're putting them in a place of reality. And this is not me saying don't push yourself. You absolutely should push yourself. Um, I regularly make goals that are slightly outside my comfort zone. But in reality, like I know that those things are doable. They're not just random numbers that I throw out. Like, like I've heard people, you know, will say, I need to make $10,000 this year a month. I'm gonna make 10,000. I need to make $10,000 a month this year, or I got to quit blogging. And I'm like, okay, so how much are you making right now? I'm making a hundred dollars a month. (laughs) And I'm like, that's a pretty big leap, (laughs) you know, um, in the grand scheme of blogging stuff. Right. So 
then I'm like, okay, so how are you going to make the $10,000 a month happen? And if we work backwards from there, it, you know, it sets the, it's a reality check for people. Um, so just things to keep in mind, like just don't throw out random numbers, like have a rhyme and a reason behind the number that you've set up for yourself. Don't just throw out what you've heard other people say they make blogging, if that makes sense. Um, so now that you've brought these concepts into this quarter, like you've picked some things to work on, particular goals to work on this quarter that make sense for your schedule, they make sense uh, for the season of the year that you're in with your business. Um, the next question I have to ask is, what actions can you take this quarter that you can manipulate and control that get you closer to those goals? So we can only do what we have control over. And there are particular actions that we can take in order to see those things come to reality. So uh, a good analogy to this is like budgeting. So in the world of budgeting, if I say to myself, okay, I would like to be able to save an extra $500 this month. Well, the first place I can start with is what I'm already spending, right? Because I have control over what I spend. So I may not necessarily always have control over the money that I bring in, but I do have control over the money that I spend in a lot of situations, like, you know, beyond just my utilities and things like that. So there's definitely actions that I can take. So maybe some ways that I cut my expenses is I turn my thermostat down <laughs> um, and, you know, I, in the summer, maybe I wear less clothing and I don't, you know, I wear like tank tops and shorts instead of, you know, whatever and turning the air conditioning way up. Um, I can menu plan and stick with the budget at the grocery store and not impulse purchase. I can stop eating out and try to eat at home. There's all these things I have control over that can help me move the ball towards that. And this is the same kind of thing when you're doing blogging and you set some sort of monetary goal or some sort of goal for yourself. It's working backwards and saying, okay, what do I have control over that helps me get closer to this goal? Am I being consistent with this thing? Am I doing this every day? Am I publishing regularly? Am I publishing enough? Like just different questions that you have to ask yourself that like, if you really wanted to push yourself, you know, if maybe it's a traffic push and you decided, you know what, I'm going to write 30 posts in 30 days because that's what I can control. That would definitely be something that you could do to increase your traffic, right? It would be hard. It would be difficult, but it would be something that you would be challenging yourself that you have control over to move the ball forward. Just things to keep in mind as you're trying to um, take those goals and put actions behind them. I want to also encourage you guys that as you make goals, and we're talking about reining in your goal setting expectations, when you get ready to write goals for however long you decide to write them. So if you're writing goals that are weekly goals, if you're writing six week goals, if you're writing 12 week goals, if you're writing, you know, whatever, whatever you decide to make as your goal setting time period, you need to look at your calendar. You need to look at your school calendar. You need to look at your vacation calendar and you need to look, work at, look at your work schedule and to be able to rein in your goal setting expectations, it's important that you are aware of like when you're not going to be in town. Because if you take vacation, you're probably not blogging for most people. Or, you know, if you have a big business trip coming up, you may not be able to blog for that time period. And if you can remember those things, work them in, then that may help you set more realistic expectations for what you want to accomplish so that when you're done with this time period you've set, whether it's six weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it may be, 
you're able to say, oh yeah, I got these things done, but it was partially because you built in a buffer for yourself of realizing that you may have to be out of town. You may not be able to blog for a week, whatever it may be. Very, very important to always look at the calendar ahead. Um, does anything, anything in the next time period with which you're setting goals interrupt momentum that you can predict? And if you can do that, that's awesome. Now, there's always going to be things we can't predict. Just random stuff. So also remember to kind of build in buffers for that. I mean, most life stuff I feel like can suck up to three days, unless it's something more serious. But most things like your kid getting a cold, uh, flu, whatever it may be, you're talking like three to five days, maybe longer. Flu might be a little bit longer. But just building in little buffers for yourself, recognizing, you know, it's the middle of the winter. You know, we have a house full of children. <laughs> there is a possibility, you know, that things could go awry. But just being aware of those things because and giving yourself grace in those situations that, hey, I can't control this. I've just got to roll with it. The next point is when you write a goal, you really, really need to understand what it takes and work backwards to make sure that it's realistic. So I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but when you write these goals down for each goal, I need you to work backwards from that goal and say, okay. We talked about the steps, the things that you can control. It's very, very, very important that you sort of work backwards. And I feel like work backwards is a good way of phrasing that. Um, so for me, like if I have a monetary goal for myself, um, I sit down and I say, okay, what, you know, this is how much I make now. This is how much I'm talking about making with this thing. And, you know, breaking it down and saying like, what are the actions, what are the things that I could do in the next little bit to bump this up a little bit or get closer to this goal for myself? And that kind of thinking is really, really important, like I said, because you don't want to just be picking numbers out of nowhere. You don't want to be picking goals out of nowhere. Like you need to understand how that's achievable so that you're not frustrated with yourself or extremely disappointed. I find this happens a lot with like launches. Like people really just don't um, always understand how launches work because there's so many people out there that are like, Oh, I launched and made $20,000 on this product. And there's a lot that goes into launches. There's writing good copy. Um, you know, there's strong calls to action. There's logistical things, you know, like does the link actually go where you want it to go? How does the checkout process look? Is the sales page good? Like there's so many variables with launches. Uh, and you know, if you've had good launches in the past, then that helps you be able to predict future launches based on like how your size, you know, your, your, um, list has increased. But a lot of people, like they don't, when they're doing launches, especially like they don't do the math, like they don't calculate things. They don't think about the fact that like, okay, I've got a thousand people on my email list, but when I send out an email, only 25% of those people even open the email. And then of those 25%, usually only like 2% click through. And when you start working backwards from that math, if you've said you're going to have a $10,000 product launch because you pulled that number out of nowhere, you're going to be extremely disappointed <laughs> because you may not get any sales. So these are just like really, really important things. When I'm talking about reining in your goal setting expectations, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like it's really understanding the math behind things like launching and how that stuff works. Um, I talk a lot about that in my membership community, like trying to help people understand like, like how actual launches work and how the numbers work together and understanding conversions and things like that. So it's really, really key to remember that there are a lot of variables outside your control and there are variables inside your control. And if you've had successful launches in the past 
and you have been reining in your copywriting skills, honing those things, um, and you know what to expect, you may be able to expect a similar outcome um, depending on the growth of your list. So it really just comes down to having useful information, working backwards, and setting your expectations correctly. Um, So the last point I want to make today is that as you rein in your goal-setting expectations, sometimes you just have to get creative. So when you're working backwards, uh, jot down anything that you might be able to do to get closer to that goal. And I am the queen of hustle. So I'm telling you what, like whatever creative thing that you might be able to do to get yourself closer to the goal that you've set for yourself. Think outside the box. Think about things you haven't thought about before. How might you be able to push yourself closer to that goal? You don't want to do anything that's like super distracting that would take up a lot of time with very little return, but there are potentially some like scrappy things that you could consider doing. I remember uh, when I was trying to grow my email list, um, I knew this other blogger who had a huge following and she would often advertise freebie things in her newsletter, uh, like free eBooks or free workbooks or whatever. And all you had to do was really just submit them on her website. And so I went in and submitted whatever my email freebie was. And then like a week later, it was featured in her email newsletter and all those people signed up to get the free eBook that I had, um, and subscribed to my email list. And so I, you know, had a significant bump in my email list in one fail swoop, but it was because I got creative about it. Instead of depending solely on myself, like in my reach and my social media and my, you know, Facebook or whatever it was, I was able to think about this kind of outside the box and say, okay, this is a similar audience. It makes sense. I'm going to try to do this. So, um, really get scrappy. I mean, that's like really, really key. So just to kind of recap what I've talked about today, because I know it was a lot of information. Um, but again, my goal is just to help you guys to meet your goals, to feel like you've got momentum, to feel like you're moving the ball forward and to set those expectations, um, in reality. So number, number one, again, was remember to start with big picture thinking, try to think about where you're going, where are you aiming? Where are you headed on this journey of blogging? Where is your brand going? What do you want it to be? Pull it back to this year based on that information and think about, you know, really what are your high seasons? What are your low seasons for your business? And what would you like to accomplish this year? Write down the things that it would take for these things to become a reality in the next year. Bring that plan into this quarter and then ask yourself what actions you can take this quarter that you can manipulate and control that will get you closer to those goals. Remember to check your calendars, check your schedules, look for speed bumps in your momentum, speed bumps in your goal setting journey, work backwards on those goals to see like numerically what it would take, like how many sales would it take, how many more, you know, ads would you need to run, things like that. Just being able to better numerically understand where you're going and what it would take. And don't forget to be creative. I just encourage you guys, like when you set goals for yourself and you're trying to find ways to meet them, get creative, think outside the box, think of anything that you might be able to do to get closer to that goal. And if you can do all those things, I think that those all work together to help you to rein in your goal setting expectations, set goals that are very realistic so that when you reach your goals or you meet your goals or you at least get close, right? 80%. If you can get close, as close as like 80%, you're doing pretty good. Um, but getting, getting those goals kind of knocked out, 
keeping your momentum going and not setting these super extreme goals that you're just not going to be able to reach in reality. Um, it's one thing to like shoot for the stars and, <laughs> you know, to put out scary big goals in the universe and all those things are wonderful. But I just see so many people who put out big scary goals, put them in the universe, and then they they don't do the actions that it requires to get there and they wonder why they're not there. <laughs> so hopefully as you approach goal setting, however you do it, goal, you know, quarter by quarter or week by week or, you know, uh, season by season, year by year, whatever it may be, I'm hoping that you can just take these concepts, apply them, and then it really helps you to kind of reset your expectations for yourself and reset the expectations for your goals. Because the only person that can control and manipulate your goals is you. And there will, in your journey, become opportunities, especially the more that you network with other people, get to know other bloggers, like you will find unique opportunities come your way. But those things happen by chance and we call those around our house like easter egg opportunities like they're just special they sort of appear whatever um out of the blue they're cool they're awesome they make you feel good they go on your list of wins for this week uh, but ultimately you know you can't rely on those kind of like hail mary things to happen to be able to produce a awesome lucrative growing, thriving online business. You really have to work at it and you have to set your expectations correctly. So thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you guys. And whatever you do, just keep blogging. Hey, before you go, I want to let you know about something brand new that I'm going to be offering. As you know, my heart is to help you guys just keep blogging, like to go after stuff with relentless intensity, get after it, don't back down because that is really how you see your blogging aspirations come to fruition and a new program that I've created to be able to help people work through this is the 12-week blitz boot camps this is what I'm calling them so I want to explain really quick how these work so every 12 weeks starting in April um, which basically means quarter by quarter I'm gonna be offering 12 weeks of a very very focused challenge-based boot camp, right? So I am trying to get you to take action in a specific area for 12 straight weeks in a place where I think it's gonna give you the most momentum for what you're working on in that season. This is one of those next best things, okay? So this is what I'm offering. So the first round will start April 1st and go through June 24th. This is all online. And the sessions that will be offered from April 1st to June 24th are the Content Blitz Bootcamp, which is geared to get you to get 30 posts out in 12 weeks. Uh, the Content Optimization Blitz Bootcamp, which is to get you to go back through old content if you've got a lot of content and update them for SEO, update them for pins, update them for Pinterest, update, just make them better. And last, there is the Email Opt-in Creation Blitz Bootcamp. So if you are struggling to get email opt-ins up on your website or you don't like the ones you have, this is a chance for you to create at minimum a brand new opt-in, a new freebie or whatever, however you'd like to do that through this Blitz Bootcamp. And I'm going to give you all the trainings you need. I'm going to give you all the help I can give you um, to help you get through this 12 weeks and feel successful. So round one is April through June, 20, April 1st through June 24th. Round two is July 1st through September 16th. And I'm going to be offering the same boot camps that I just talked about, 
but I'll be adding three more. So in the July through September rounds, there's going to be a product creation blitz bootcamp, a tripwire creation blitz bootcamp. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically like a special offer that you offer your audience when they opt in um, to get a, like one of your first sales. And last is the funnel creation blitz bootcamp. So if funnels freak you out or you've never built one or you've got some and don't know that you love them, um, that is the focus of that one. Then round three will be September 23rd through December 9th, 2020. Um, and in this case, we're, I'm going to be offering a holiday content blitz bootcamp, a holiday content optimization bootcamp, email opt-in creation bootcamp, product creation blitz bootcamp, tripwire creation blitz bootcamp, and funnel creation. So it's basically all the ones I've offered before, except two of them are going to have a more holiday focus because it's going to be fourth quarter. So this is a 12, these are 12 week programs that are designed to get you to focus, complete tasks and, and feel successful after 12 weeks of implementation, support and community. So what you get is simple to follow deep dive trainings for the blitz that you're participating in. And it's very systematic. It's a program that I've built specifically for these tasks. Step-by-step -step implementation plans and worksheets for each bootcamp in our online training center. The bootcamps are broken down into methodical action steps that you will implement with clarity, focus, and speed. There's a 12-week Facebook group that's limited to 29 other Blitz participants if you sign up. A feeling of support as you go week by week through the bootcamp from Kim, me, and my live Facebook videos, as well as Facebook group, Facebook group interactions. I'm going to be doing individual feedback, help, and clarity through two group Zoom meeting calls during the 12-week bootcamp. And what you're going to finish with is a feeling of success and momentum as you finish a Blitz Bootcamp, having ditched the overwhelm and made important things happen on your blog with focus and knowing that is your next best thing. I'm putting a link in the description of this podcast episode. So if you want to learn more about these, um, the ones that are coming up are going to be awesome. Uh, for the ones that are in the future, there are definitely payment plans just to break it down so that you can pay for it over the next few months, but the prices aren't you know, super high. So it's not like they're going to be massive payment plans or anything like that. Like, again, I just want you guys to buy in to the challenge. Um, you know, similar to if you were going to go run a 5k, right? Like you'd buy your 5k ticket, or if you decided that you were going to do a bikini competition, or you were going to do some sort of competition, like you go ahead and buy in so that you know that when you get to that place, you are ready to dig your heels in and get some stuff done. So I hope that you will consider joining me because there is space for you. So please come join me. Let me help you make serious progress through one of my 12-week Blitz boot camps.